There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare. Into the universe. Welcome to the latest episode of Into the Neuroverse, where I, me, myself, Colin Holt, takes you on a journey into my own mind, primarily all about my neurodiversity and maybe yours. Maybe there are thoughts, ideas and tricks here that can help you. Or maybe it's we, we're just having a big old cry. Um, I'm here with lovely Jamie Firth. My um, hello. Hello. The, the Watson to my homes or the homes to my Watson? I don't know. Actually, I'm more like the Watson on. I um, babble along and tell the story and you give the answers. I don't know. You're more like homes in your mind palace just, just hanging hang out there. God, I, what I'd be to stay there. Or that horrible dream that I murdered someone last night. Really, but really? it was really like, it was like a sort of slightly naughty thing I'd done. Do you ever have those dreams? What, murder? Murder is very In real naughty. life, I know it's really naughty, but it was like I sort of, it was like I'd put something, you know, something I shouldn't have on my tax return or something and someone was checking on it. And uh, one of right. those where everyone keep, yeah, they keep nearly finding out that I'd murdered. It was a man. I'd murdered a man. This is dreadful start. But it really, really put me on edge this today. I won't lie, Jamie. That's how I've, I've been feeling on edge all day. Wait a minute, Carl. Are you saying you killed off a man? Oh, and a man. Oh, that could be it, couldn't it? You killed her off. Oh, Jesus. Someone asked, someone said, are you still doing Anna Man? If so, would you like to do this gig? And I sent back, well, I'm sort of just doing stand-up as myself now. And they haven't replied. (laughs) Okay, pass. (laughs) I don't know. I thought there was something... It's me taking it the wrong way. I shouldn't take it's easy to take things the wrong way, isn't it? But somehow I took that the it request is. itself as a sort of insult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I would you like me to be myself? No, not yeah, really. No. Yeah, I took it as a target. We're also trying to um right now as we speak, my producer's trying to say to me, uh, we're putting out this the, the stuff for the new show that I'm taking to Edinburgh. I'm going to say it now. Mm-hmm. I think I've said it enough places. Um, and they want to put it out early, so it's just a quick blurb. But they've put, um, they put what is it, Colin? Edinburgh Award nominee is back, and for the first time, he's Colin. I don't know why. It doesn't quite land for me. And then it's, you know, stars and awards and all that stuff. It doesn't quite land. Why doesn't that wording land? Why doesn't that quite work? For the first time, he's Colin. Does it work for you? It just feels a bit naff. I was like, and for the first time, he's going. You know, 
I think if you do say it in that voice, but I'm not sure you'll get that. Other people don't read it in that voice. He's replied now. So this is all very real time. We'd love to send this off ASAP. It can be changed once it's on sale. Absolute final send off is 24th of April. Okay, fine. Great. Yep. All good. That's that's 10 weeks. That's, That's fine. Okay. Brilliant. Right. Well, that's the start of this podcast is me. Real time, you saw me finishing that off. So, what is this show, Jamie? Do you want to sort of explain what this show is in a few words? Because I'll bang on forever. I mean, well, you 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 began this show to to share your thoughts about um, your your recent diagnoses of uh, of ADHD and your self diagnosis of autism and just the way your brain works. Um, and to just kind of talk about it. And then that rambled on for ages yeah. and ages. And I thought, I've got to put a stop to this. So I stepped in and said, no, Colin approached me and said, would you come and help like yeah. guide it so that we keep it on track and keep it a bit more And focused. how do you think you're doing with because that? Really? Terribly. Uh, I mean, all that podcast I, business <laughs> at the beginning. We've had no feedback. That'll have to go. I mean, really importantly, actually, if people could leave a uh, review and or at least give it five stars or at least tell us how we're yes. getting on because it i feel like we're just pissing into the dark sometimes i actually i'll tell you what even worse i, I got an email for i keep getting emails from like these dodgy sounding companies who are like i think that they, they exist to try and get you to pay them to help you get more listeners or whatever but it says yeah it, the headline of this recent one i got says um uh, 12 episodes and only nine reviews. That's the headline. And then it, it somehow... Yeah, they really do... They it felt quite... But it felt quite a personal space, space invasion. A personal space invasion. That's right, isn't it? In that they were sort of going through yeah. my thing and going, you're not doing very well, are you? <laughs> you need to do this more. So if people could review it, it will stop them doing that for a start. We can constantly get through messages from, you know, you've got like a form on the website that people can contact you, leave leave yeah. a message. There's no like personal email address. They just send it to a form. We constantly get messages through saying, I went on your website and it's awful. I'm a, I'm a designer and I would like right. to help you with your website. But, but what's your website? Have you got a website? Oh, yes. Your personal uh, website? W- uh, no, your oh, okay. Website. Yeah. It's quite rude, isn't it? Very insulting. So um, I mean, if anyone wants, to, if anyone wants to go on www.boondogtheatre.com and send abuse, then then yeah, wonderful. oh good, yes, wonderful, you must. But I think the general rule of thumb from people from this is, if if you really love the show, it would be great if you could post that very publicly with yeah. five stars. And if you if you have any negative things about the show, then do get in touch, but don't 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 post them anywhere anyone else. Yes, can please, see them. for God's sake. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, the problem is with my ADHD brain, I feel like, but I feel uh, what I'm about to say, I feel is not okay. Cause it feels like I'm blackmailing people or holding them hostage. But with my ADHD brain, as you know, Jamie, I very quickly give up on things very quickly go, mm. Oh, we'll do a whole different thing. We've already got a whole different podcast in the wings and we haven't arguably Indeed. really started this one. And, um, so, you know, I, I need you to do those reviews friends. I really do. If you're enjoying this, and I know quite a f- few people are enjoying them. Also, if you wanna, if you wanna help fund it, it's Patreon.com/slash Colin Holt, and you will get lots of goodies doing that. Um, haven't actually put any goodies together yet, but we will at some point. God, this is a dreadful advert, isn't it? But 
Let's keep going. So we talk about a different thing every week, and then every few weeks we bring on a guest to chat about it. I think the lovely Felicity Ward is coming on here. Sounds bad because it's a girl. I have to say the lovely, isn't it? I suppose I'd say lovely if it was a boy as well. I mean, she probably has to come on there. stuff, Felicity Ward. Now that you've trailed it. Yeah. Would I say a boy was lovely? I mean, this is a deeper question, isn't it? I would I say would. a boy was lovely? Would I tell him he was kind? <laughs> we'll write that. We'll write yeah, that song later. Like, my brain's all over the bloody shop. But um, I've been in and out of that shed. Like, do you know what, Jamie? I was all good and up for this. And then we try, we're trying to yeah. do it on Riverside, which is apparently better. But the Wi-Fi hasn't got to my shed yet. I know it isn't a slow, it isn't like an army marching slowly towards my shed. Um We've got <laughs> that is kind of how I think of Wi-Fi though. It's like an army of ants and they're trying to get in my shed. At the minute there's yeah. only a few trickles of ants getting through. But I, I probably need to do a thing, don't I? This is the yeah. worst thing about I know it's yeah. not what we're talking about today, but the worst thing about ADHD is just the steps. I've said this before. You know what I mean? I just want to press a button and Wi-Fi works, but nothing is ever like that, is it? You have to do that, and then you have to do that, and then you have to do that, and then you have to phone them, and then you have to ah, awful, awful stuff. How do we do anything, Jamie? But I've got a new book. I mean, how do, how do you do anything, you know, practical and important? Oh. Like, you know, you you have a house. How, I don't how did that know. Happen? I mean, how, I don't know. Maybe, how many people did you need? I'm starting to, to think maybe the the re- well, I did get a broker, which helped. Because I wouldn't have been been fucked right. otherwise, and I just assume he knew what he was talking about. But I, um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I do every now and again. I was going to say maybe the answer is just to not think about it, because when you think about it, you go, "Oh no, I don't know what any of this stuff is." I realised the other day this is to do with my my kids. We talk about my kids, and they're without. I don't like to. I don't think we're quite ready to properly openly discuss it all. But they're you know on the pathway and stuff to to the same things. Um, and uh, we're talking about how my daughter, I think, is similar to me in some ways in that certain things like telling the time and stuff, there's just this block. I mean, I can tell the time, but it's, it, I still struggle. Well, like with North, East, South, I still struggle. And apparently with ADHD, there's certain things where if the information gets in your brain, it just, there's like a switch goes and it just stops working and you can't process anything anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's like why if someone's, you know, you can be very bright and good at school or whatever, but if someone's just going, Colin, you need to listen. It's this and then this and then this and then this. You just stop listening. You know what I mean? Um, like your emails. I only could only get through the first couple of sentences, Jamie. That was insulting. Oh, that, that's common across the that board. That was very insulting. That's common. But yeah, but well, most emails. So, yeah. So, but anyway, I realized the other day, I still can't really tie my own shoes. It's never gone in. It's just never, it won't go in, Jamie. Um, would you like to talk about oversharing? Do you have anything? Can you tie? All right. Neurotypical Ned, can you tie your own shoes? Okay. Well done. Well done for you. Aren't you clever, mate? Aren't you clever sitting there with your tied shoes? Think you're dead good, don't you? Think you're better than us, don't you? I've got slippers on at the moment. I mean. Oh, have you? I wish I, oh God, I've left them in the shed. My feet are like ice. Um. That voice I just did there is is my uh, is the people I grew up with in Nottingham who used to all be like, think you're dead clever, don't you? Using all them big words. There's another thing, right? We are getting onto the topic, 
But with autism, I do think uh, there is quite a common voice. Quite a few people I know who have autism uh, or who might have, I've exhausted myself, Jamie, by the way. I'm really tired. <laughs> I was like, I just did a gig then. Ugh. Um, people who have it, are, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't really get the accent of the place you're from. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Yeah. I know you're not, you, I mean, you, we think you're neurotypical, but like over the years since leaving Nottingham, I've, I've sort of got more of a Nottingham accent, I think weirdly, partly from doing characters from Nottingham. But growing up, people are, like my best friends were like, oh, you think you're clever, don't you? Talking all posh and that. Do you know, and, and I think, and but then other friends I know who've grown up, like someone I knew grew up in Newcastle and someone, and they're people who are either autistic or people who are, I think probably are autistic <laughs> without saying who they are, but they never had an accent either. Do you know what I mean? I, th I don't know what that is. That's interesting. Yeah. I think there's like literally an autistic accent. I, mean, like I wonder... <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of thinking about that because because I'm I'm originally from from the Midlands, yeah. not, not far from not far Coventry. From, and is it Coventry? Um, yeah, yeah. We don't. Neither I nor my partner have much of an accent, not much of the actual Coventry right. accent. Um, and I wonder whether it is because of it's how how you're raised, and and I feel like I was raised a lot by movies and television, and so I encountered a huge like swathe of different accents so maybe i didn't develop one in particular um whereas if you actually grow up in a place and interact with people locally um then you would kind of only hear one sort of voice and that would be the one that you would presumably gravitate well, that's towards. an interesting idea and did um did your parents have accents uh, yes, but not Coventry accents. They're both from. They're both oh, from okay. Else. So at the same time, also is that is that very loud? By the way, I just moved my mic a bit. I thought it was too far no, away. That's, that's fine. So at the same time, I guess you're hearing a rain. You're you're not. The Coventry accent isn't the first thing you hear. I mean, my parents no. did have quite strong Nottingham accents. I think my brothers definitely do. But I always had that kind of like hello kind of voice. Do you know <laughs> that kind of? I guess it's the typical geek voice. Um, yeah. Anyway, right. So the topic of today, that's tired us out, hasn't it? How long was that? Should we have a little break? That really exhausted me. You got a little window into how exhausting it is. Let's have a short break and then we'll come back with the topic of oversharing. Thanks for listening so far, everyone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Okay, yeah, we're back. We're back. As Jamie has pointed out, if you can see the video of this, there's a huge clock behind me, almost like, but that clock just follows me around wherever I go. It's it's there to sort of, you know, remind me how bad I am at telling the time. It's a sort of monkey on my back. It's a curse. You know, like those old sort of hammer horrors where you get cursed and it follows you around. Is it like Flavor Flav? Do you take it off the wall and put it around I, your neck? When I'm you go not out? sure who Flavor Flav is. He's the guy with the big Is that Run DMC? Uh, clock. Do you know? I don't you know. You said a thing you don't know. I, I, no, I, it's I, more like a sort of spooky sort of, it's more like from um, Oh Whistle and I'll Come to You, My Lad, if you've ever seen that, where there's like a spooky clock just wherever I go, it's there, just over my shoulder, no, looking no, down at me, no, going, no, going you can't yeah. even tell the time, mate. You're dead clever, don't you? You can't even tell what I am, can you? Who am I? What am I now? Can't tell, can you, mate? It's like that. <laughs> I think with my stand-up, I'm making more and more nowadays. Like, I, I want to go more into the Richard Pryor thing. And I think, you know, how he brings sort of inanimate objects to life, like his heart or a car engine. Mm. But I think I'll give them all Nottingham accents and they'll all, basi- they'll right. all basically be telling me I think I'm better than I am. <laughs> like the whole universe is That'll doing that. That's my neuroverse. Oh, God. Yeah. Things have taken, yeah, things have, I think last time we spoke, I was in a very happy place. Um, and I kept that up for the, I think it might be a record for how long I've kept it up. And right, I'm, I got very down a couple of days ago, but I think I'm sort of level now. But I, I did, I've still got to build myself back up again. It's quite tiring, isn't it? I mean, I suppose everyone has to do that. But you kind of, you're like, I'm doing it, I'm winning. I know what I'm doing. I can see the goals and all that. And then something just knocks you. And I spiraled to a point of like, literally, I was like, why bother? <laughs> why bother doing anything ever? <laughs> and now I've had to slowly build myself back up again. Um, sorry, we're going all over the shop here. So you, you're getting a lovely peek into my brain, into the neuroverse. But what I'm saying is the neuroverse has been a bit unpleasant, I suppose, recently. But it's the light is filtering back in slowly. We went through a cave of darkness. But here we are getting brighter and brighter. Uh, thanks to Jamie my companion god i've turned into a right weirdo right so what i thought we could talk about today jamie (laughs) is oversharing we've got a series of topics i've written on a google doc that's as far as i got to and oversharing is one of them so i overshare a lot i mean the nature of this podcast is that and i can't understand Mm. people who don't don't get me wrong i would give my back teeth to be a clint eastwood style a gunslinger with no name who everyone thinks is incredibly cool and who acts rather than talks. Imagine if there was a cool man with no name gunslinger, but he's got ADHD and just can't stop telling everyone everything. (laughs) That would actually be quite a funny film, I think, from Nottingham. But he's still really good at the gunslinging when he remembers to, to like have his gun on him. But apart from that, he's just constantly telling every, as opposed to just saying the odd word. Apparently, Clint Eastwood li- would literally get scripts and just cross out all his lines. Uh, and just yeah, and just get them down to like a yup or a you know. I was going to say no way. I don't know if he said no way, but you know something like I don't know. That's out of the question. Would Clint Eastwood say that's out of the question? That's out of the that's, question. That's what he said. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood famously said that is out of the question. question. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd love to be that guy. 
But in reality, I overshare a lot. I literally have that gag in my stand-up where I say, you know, one of the symptoms of ADHD is telling everyone you meet you've got ADHD. And um, what I find is as soon as it even became a thing, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't really know ADHD existed. I knew it existed, but I, I never considered it for myself or anything. And sort of this autism I was aware of because I've I had that in my family going back, but it still was sort of over there, you know, and um, so as soon as I started to go into this world, I was just telling everyone, you know, and you very quickly, we've got to a point, me and my, my wife, where we almost have like a list of who we talk about it to and who we don't, that we've had to put together. Right. Because there are some people who, and, you know, I hate to add, no one is ill-meaning in this, you know, no one's like being a dick, but it's just there are people who will be like, oh, okay, right, and talk to you about it. And there are people who are like, as I've said many times, people who just go, well, you don't look like one or you don't present like one or you're not, you know. And then there are people who go, no, you're all right. There's nothing wrong with you. And, or you know, oh, I do that sometimes and that kind of thing. Again, all well-meaning. Yeah. I'm not trying to have a go at people. But it's just, it, it's a problem really because, I mean, I think in a way I've created this podcast because whether I was by myself or with you, I'm able to just talk about it at length and it has arguably some worth or some kind of creative documentary element. So I'm not just saying it to someone on a street corner, you know, when we're on our way to pick the kids up from school or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a thing. Oversharing is just, and I've always, there's always been, it's always been the particular thing, which is normally a fixation. So there's a long time when I went through sort of thinking about my childhood and realizing quite a lot of the weird stuff in my childhood that I hadn't sort of quite clocked how, you know, arguably unhelpful it had been and how it had got me to that point where I was quite a messed up person. And so I find myself just talking about that to almost strangers, you know, or to people I'd met that day. Uh, mm. I, to the point where any interview or podcast I do, my cat's always like, um, see if you, she doesn't, she's not as bad as this, but she's literally like, just see if you can not say ADHD or not mention it. But it's essentially, she's not, she's not trying to stop me or anything. She's just like, I guess it's whatever my fixation is at the time. And at the minute it's generally that. Um, mm. oh, okay. I have literally talked a lot there. So what about you, Jamie? How, what, from your point of view, I feel like I don't actually know that much about you. Mainly because I don't let you speak. No. But where are you at with that? I mean, even even with your work, it, it's Lucy's often the one, your partner, I can say her name, can't I? Yeah, we've said this, is, oh, yes. is at the front. She's on stage normally, not normally yes. you. Yes. Without so, analysing you yeah, with that. I'm just sort of like, you're not someone it feels who needs, you like telling stories and jokes and stuff, but you doesn't feel like you need to go, all right, basically this thing happened and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yes. I I mean, I don't, I mean, I say, I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I've I've started to do some therapy um, just to see what it like, to see if mm -hmm. it would be helpful um, to have some rather than mm -hmm. to do some. Um, and I think that's something that we identified very early on. I found it incredibly difficult to share anything right. really. Um, and it's going to be an interesting, I think I'm, I'm keen to go down this road to try and work out why that is. Um, 
and I guess some of its upbringing and you know as a as a family I don't think we really shared emotions very much mm-hmm. um so there's quite a lot of kind of repressed stuff that's inside and and quite private I think so don't like anybody knowing my business right you know? I mean I realized by asking you these questions I am literally causing you no, but that's good stress, I say actually that is that is a good thing for me because I think I think I've I've come to a point where I'm like I don't know why it, it must be much easier to be able to talk to well it isn't it isn't so two things one I was interested in asking you why you don't want other people to know your business because that's quite an old-fashioned kind of thing isn't it my mum yeah. always had a thing where she's always been like terrified of people coming in her house or they'll be calling me house yeah. She's always had this phrase calling, which I think means no one else seems to know it, even other people in Nottingham, but I think it means as in calling me names or as in, do you know what I mean? They'll be calling my house is what she always right. used to say to the point where even if it's some desperately needed help, but she'll deny it because it will be, you know, oh, I don't want them coming in here and calling me ass, telling everybody what I've got and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And she, she hasn't got anything. <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's not like there's a hidden bank vault in there or anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's always there's always the thing in the back of your mind when you when you find yourself thinking, "What would people think?" I think you should all, always immediately go, "And why does that bother me? Like, yeah. why, why do I care what people think?" Um, that's I think that's at the heart of my thing. It's that I am I'm constantly worried about what people think of me. I desperately want to be thought of as like really nice and like desperate for people to like me do you um yeah that's really funny yeah no. <laughs> it sounds like i'm being jokey but you don't come across like that and that sounds really bad so i'm not trying to say you don't come across as nice because you definitely come across as approachable and nice and friendly but you seem more like i've i guess i've always seen you as someone who's kind of concerned with things i don't mean concerned yeah. as in i'm worried about things but just kind of like I wouldn't have put being nice or being liked as high in your motivations. Maybe it's not liked. Maybe it's, I think maybe I want people to think I'm useful. Right. Like that I'm, that I'm a useful person. And what would it, maybe that's why, that's why I'm here. I don't right. Know. God, this is good, isn't it? This is like proper therapy now. And what would it be like if you yeah. weren't useful? What would be the consequences of not being useful? Well, I think it's it's self um, feeling self worth, isn't it? It's um, it's old Maslow's pyramid of needs, and you know, self actualization being at the top of it. Are you want? What is my legacy? What do I want people? What do I want to be remembered for? What do I want to feel like my life has been? So, people who don't know Maslow's pyramid of needs, which I only came across recently, the idea is the it's yeah, like three stratas, isn't it? And the bottom is uh, shelter, food a mate is it <laughs> yeah it's, it's like unique physiological needs it's things you need to survive and then the next one is what's the next one like a partner maybe or love uh so, so yeah it's basically physiological at the bottom and then safety right. um i'm not looking this up um personal security employment resources and health then then it's love and belonging and connections then it's esteem and then at the top, it's self-actualization, which is the desire to become the most that one can be. And the idea is that you basically need to have everything on the level below to be able to achieve the things above. So 
you have to first have physiological needs, then safety. Only then can you then move up the pyramid, right. essentially. Yes. Um, bread before church. <laughs> I think Bertolt Brecht said, isn't it? Bread before is that a, is that a communion Something wafer like joke? That. Is the, oh, could be. It sounds like I, I don't think it is. I think it's saying bread there's no again. point trying to preach to people if they're they're hungry. Is what it's saying. Although yeah. actually, hungry people are probably the most susceptible to bullshit religious arguments, aren't they? But um, uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, actually, though, what you're talking about, I don't know if you are talking about self actualization in that sense, are you? Because you're actually talking about safety and a need to belong more. Yeah. It's so interesting, Jamie, though, like this oversharing thing, because I, f- I feel like on the flip side, like you were saying, it's probably good to overshare and stuff. But genuinely, I look at you and I think, God, I prefer to be someone who's a bit more stoic, but maybe sto- I, I'm a big fan of the stoics. Uh, and I, I hate, I hate, hesitate to say that because of like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of what sort of Elon Musk types are into stoicism, aren't they? But I, do, I think mm. at its core, it's great. And um, it's, it's a balance, isn't it? It's interesting that um, we've been talking about us being at the opposite ends of, of that spectrum and, you know, both wanting to other. be more like well, the other. But, but what I was going to yeah. say was, was that, do you know Brené Brown? She's very popular, well-known, yeah. Yes. So I got her yes. book, or Kat got me her book about, it's like almost like an A to Z of emotions. And it's really interesting because it actually really expands on everything and what you think you know about what emotions are, you're not always right. They're more complicated than you think. So, for example, one example is jealousy and envy aren't what you think they are. So envy is where you want something someone else has. And jealousy is where you're worried someone is going to take away the thing you have or destroy the thing you have. Apparently, technically, that's what they actually refer to, but everyone just kind of mixes them up, you know. Or like it just takes anger and it's like, well, anger is too broad, too vague a concept. So you need to break it down into, you know, uh, feeling belittled or um, resentful, you know, all this. It's very good when you pin the names. But just something that's always stuck me that she says is vulnerability. It's all about vulnerability. Basically, vulnerability leads to joy, happiness, self-actualization, all these things, you know. So wearing a, not opening up and being vulnerable basically stops you finding true happiness in its essence i'm sure she says it much better and i've probably got it wrong but what she said that really really clocked clicked with me is uh being vulnerable isn't actually the same as just going blah 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 and oversharing they're two different things because actually to take my mum for example um and pretty sure she'll never hear this, but in all honesty, I have got to the point in my life where I, I kind of would quite like her to hear this because I don't think there's any way I can tell her in normal life. But my mum will just tell you everything, but tell you nothing, you know? So she'll tell, and, and it's very hard to speak to her on the phone these days because it's just like a, a dam has burst and just everything comes through. But anything you're mm. saying to try and alleviate those problems or say, ah, you know, well, have you tried this or maybe look at it like this or maybe that person doesn't mean that or maybe is is falls on deaf ears, you know, quite literally. She won't hear any of that stuff. I mean, she always keep, leaves a hearing aid out as well, which is particularly difficult. But um, she, uh, but there is that, but it's like she's telling you everything. She's telling you everything, but actually she's not telling you what's really going on, not telling you what she's actually feeling or the real cause of things. It's it's just venting, I suppose. So 
and with oversharing, I don't know if I, I maybe do that a lot. I don't know. Um, with other people, probably, I don't know. Um, because also there is that thing where you can go blah, 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 blah. And someone's like, okay, well, let me try and help you. And you don't really want the help. You just want to keep going. Um, I don't know. Why do we overshare? Is it that we're looking? I guess it's the same thing you're looking for, which is approval, isn't it? So we're like, I'm telling yeah, people I, this and they'll say, yes, you're right, Colin, I suppose. Maybe. I mean, I suppose we all have different definitions of oversharing as well. Like where, where is the line? How comfortable are you sharing? And, and what is, is it specific things that you don't want to share? Um, that you, or is it is it stuff that is oversharing when you suddenly realise this person did not want to hear that? Um, they don't yeah. need to know that. I mean, it's that thing of like when someone says, how are you? And I think it's a bit crap, the British thing are like, are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, whereas I yeah. will often go, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, Um I mean, I think while we wrap up, I think adv advi what advice I'd say from what I've learned, and at the minute, I mean, I, in all honesty, as you can probably tell if you've been listening so far, um, I guess I'm slightly fragile for some reason at the minute. I'm a bit, I don't feel as stoic and strong and stuff as I have maybe on earlier podcasts. I feel, I feel okay, but I feel a bit more like wibbly wobbly. So at the minute, I feel very overshary. And I think the things it's definitely worked with for someone you do trust, like a, a wife or a Jamie to just, you know, discuss these things and work out who can you tell about this, you know, and also mm. that you don't have to tell everyone. And if you've got a couple of people you can talk about your ADHD or autism with, but at the same time, you shouldn't hide your light or anything. You should feel free to tell anyone, mm. whatever, but, Sometimes it's just, just, it might be worth just having a little list in your head of, you know, maybe that person, why am I trying to tell that person? And if that person's being a bit like, well, you don't look like it, or I'd never say that, which is weirdly hurtful, because I guess it's a rejection, isn't it? Or it's a kind of, I don't know, it's bizarre. But you have to, mm. but maybe it's worth just remembering they're not someone to talk to about it. Yeah. Um, and journal with it's really annoying, but journaling is the yeah. answer. It's like I had that joke with the Anna Mann show about depression where, I, you know, the answer's always running. Have you tried running? And it's really frustrating because mm -hmm. you're like, fucking can't just be running, but it really is, you know? And similarly, I think the answer to oversharing is journaling because you just get loads out. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this is what you're doing. I am journaling. This is, this is, this is yeah, yeah. In a sense. Uh, whether it's video or, you know, it's, it's, it's sharing stuff, even if you're only sharing it with yeah. yourself and like, writing it down for your own reference. Well, this is going to have to be a, a cut short one. I'm afraid everyone, but we'll be back next week. It was nice though. Nice little chat, wasn't it, Jamie? Uh, just purely for technical reasons and time reasons, we've had to make it a bit of a short one, but as I said, please, my friends, uh, review and raters and go on Patreon. Um, Patreon slash patreon.com slash Colin Holt and go on my website. I am Colin Holt.com for all the upcoming gigs. Um, there is a 15th of February. I'm doing a new material night and I need to get people there because I forgot about it again. So lovely. All right. Thank you, Jamie. 
I was going to say, do you, do you want if you want people to be there? Do you, do you want to tell them? Oh, where it is? it's in Camden. It's it's at the Camden Head. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a, not a, not a PR guy, yeah. but uh, it's it feels called like Colin Holt's Wild Night of Frivolity and Jest. <laughs> I feel like you've just made it. It really is. I the last one it. was pretty dire, but in a brilliant way. It was a really bizarre audience that would not. They refused to become. Um, a single entity no matter how hard I tried they they were a collection of absolute quite fascinating characters but it actually ended up kind of sort of brilliant for that I mean, when I say brilliant I wouldn't want anyone else anyone I respect to have seen that night but come <laughs> along because you do there is a joy in the new material stuff because you don't know what's going to happen and I with the new material I try and keep it as loose and like this as I can as in literally not really write anything. And sometimes, sometimes these are the best. Yeah, moments, aren't but they? very rarely. All right. Thanks <laughs> for listening, everyone. Thank you to Daniel for the music. Thank you, Jamie, and thank you all my friends. Goodbye. Say bye, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. <laughs>